Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome, welcome to Fearless with Jason Whitlock. I am Jason Whitlock, your host. We're gonna have a special edition of Fearless with Jason Whitlock today. You guys have, some of you that didn't make it to Nashville for roll call, have been wanting to know how the roll call event was. And we have an hour long presentation highlight reel of the roll call event that we had in, in April here in Nashville. We're gonna debut that tonight. Think you're going to enjoy it. I wanna set up the conversation first though by talking about something that's in the news cycle today. And, and this is important because it all connects. If you remember, roll call was a call out to men to come to Nashville and we were gonna talk about what some of our priorities as men need to be and how bearing witness requires courage, not perfection. Roll call was awesome. It's even more needed today than it was back in April. And so I, I, I wanna begin by talking about something I saw in the news cycle today as it relates to John Hopkins University. Johns Hopkins University is one of the most prestigious universities, research universities in America. John, Johns Hopkins, there's an S at the end of Johns. Uh, Hopkins University is in the news cycle because they put it in their glossary for students and faculty and for everybody. Uh, they put out a new glossary defining what a woman is. And they define what a woman is by calling a woman a non-man. That's the definition of a woman, a non-man. This speaks to the time that we're living in and how crazy the times that we're living in have become and are. This is why roll call was so important and why we started with such a fundamental element of like, hey, let's tell people what a man actually is because we've lost all of this. They've clouded up all the conversations, confused everybody, and has, has us involved in really stupid, silly conversations. When one of the most prestigious universities in American history, one of the most prestigious research universities in American history, is defining a woman as a non-man. We've reached a level of insanity where again, this is what roll call was about, particularly for those of you that attended, it was about, hey, let's go back to the actual 
fundamentals. You've heard me tell the story on the show before when Vince Lombardi took over the Green Bay Packers all those years ago. His first meeting, he held up a football. And, he's, and he was like, guys, this is a football. And that's where he started. He's like, I gotta, in order to rebuild this thing, we have to start from scratch and start from the very beginning and start with the most fundamental things. And so that's why we did roll call and we wanted to go, God started with man. And let's go back to the fundamentals and remind men what men are. Because once we lose sight of who we are, it's inevitable that everybody else, everything else is gonna fall apart and come into question and we'll have one of the most prestigious research universities in the history of America, unable, unwilling to define what a woman is. I'm going to walk you through a bit of history about John Hopkins University, but before I do that, I wanna tell you guys about our other mission and kind of the focus and a big priority of this show, you guys hear me talk about it constantly, preborn. It's about adopting a mindset that we as fearless soldiers have had to adopt, not had to adopt, it's important to adopt this mindset because we've lost track of this, that life begins at conception inside the womb. Fearless soldiers know that, believe that, support that, because we know that that mindset then drives us how we deal with life outside the womb. Preborn provides ultrasounds to expectant mothers, women who are considering abortion. Once they're introduced to that baby in the womb, hear the baby's heartbeat, see an image of the baby, 70, 80% of the time, that mother will choose life. Preborn has saved more than 200,000 babies in, during its existence. This year, Preborn, in partnership with The Blaze, in partnership with Fearless, we're gonna save another 50,000 babies' lives. We're gonna do that by supporting Preborn financially. $28 provides one ultrasound, $140 provides five ultrasounds. I've had Dan Steiner, the founder of the show, of, of preborn on the show. You guys know exactly where the money goes. It doesn't go to middle management. It doesn't go to some high level executives. It goes to fund ultrasounds and help expectant mothers because preborn doesn't just stop with an ultrasound. They come in and provide diapers and all the essential items that a baby needs during its first two years of life. Guys, I, I do this all the time. You know how much I love preborn. You know how important it is to our fearless mission. Dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby, or donate to Jason Whitlock way. Go to preborn.com slash Jason. When you do, drop me a note. I got a note this morning uh, from a young man that had made his uh, donation to preborn. It just inspires me. It's not, I'm not monitoring or tracking you guys. It just inspires me. It lets me know that the message is cutting through and you guys are taking action. Gets me out of bed every day. Gets me here in the studio working hard that we're connecting, our message is connecting, and men are being men and supporting life inside the womb. I want to go back and give you a bit of history about John Hopkins University and how it connects to roll call 
and just everything about the time where we're at. And I've, I've talked about this, about these great historic universities that have betrayed us. I just want you to think about this. Johns Hopkins University was founded and funded by John Hopkins in around 1870, 1880 time period. John Hopkins, John Hopkins was a Quaker. John Hopkins was a uh, abolitionist. Johns Hopkins was one of Abraham Lincoln's biggest supporters. Johns Hopkins University, when it and Johns Hopkins spent millions of dollars financing health care for freed slaves and poor people. This is the history of a university that is betraying its biblical founding. Johns Hopkins was a Quaker, a Christian, a fundamentalist, a abolitionist, someone who stood for all the right things. And it's his university now, some, what, 130, 40, 50 years later, that now can't define what a woman is. And when I think about how all of our primary and prestigious universities all basically had religious foundings, they were biblical seminaries, they were all basically founded by Christians, by believers, and they've all turned secular, very secular. This is why men must stand up. We are surrendering, Christian men, we are surrendering everything that we built and founded this country upon. We're surrendering all to the atheist, to the woke, to the secular. Our institutions have been overrun and overtaken by people who don't believe in the founding principles of the people that built those institutions. It's our fault. Johns Hopkins can't do anything about it. We can, we're still here today. We don't have to tolerate them coming up with a glossary at one of our most prestigious universities that basically eradicates women. These guys are acting like they're on the side of women by saying that, you know what a woman is? It's a non-man. Does that make a dog a woman? Because a dog isn't a man. Does that make a squirrel a woman? Squirrel's not a man. Does that make a mosquito a woman? These people are nuts, they're Satanists, they're taking over our universities. That's why roll call was so important. We have to come out from among them, and that's what roll call is about. We have to gather amongst ourselves and educate and encourage and fortify each other in small groups. And hopefully, the next roll call in even a bigger group. So I hope when we show you this video, the, the 800 men that came here to Nashville know how great it was. Uh, this video that Dave Shannon uh, put together, he and Shamika host uh, this hour-long video that kind of showcases and shows you the highlights of our roll call event. I hope that you guys are inspired and are committed to rejoining us for our next roll call, 
which will be in April, uh, will be probably likely right back here in Nashville. I think this highlight tape, this hour long highlight tape gives you a great taste of what we did. I believe on Saturday, April the 15th with Roll Call. I, I hope that you enjoy it. The next one's gonna be even bigger and better. So uh, buckle up, sit down. We've been promising you this. Dave Shannon's done a marvelous job of capturing what we did in April. I hope it inspires you. I hope it edifies you. I hope you learn some things because you get pieces, highlights of all the speeches that went on. You get a little taste of the singing from Tamara and Allie Taylor and the Harmony Song and the Freedom Song. It's a great video. I think you're gonna love it. I'm gonna take care of a little bit more business before we uh, unleash the video. Uh, I wanna talk about our other great sponsor, Manscaped. If you haven't heard already, it's smooth sack summer. <laughs> when you're in the summer sun, make sure you're skate from chest to bum. That's right. This is the summer to keep your jewels cool while still looking hot with Manscaped. The leaders in below the waist grooming are making sure we all have a ball this summer by giving our pants, partners, everything they need to stay fresh. Dive headfirst into Smooth Sack Summer by going to manscaped.com for 20% off, plus free shipping with our code FEARLESS. The Manscaped Performance Package 4.0 has everything you need to prepare that summer bod. They have built the ultimate grooming bundle for your summer grooming. Their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. Did I mention this trimmer is waterproof too? beach, lake, or shower, this razor will devour even the strongest pubes. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to their performance package 4.0, the Manscaped boxers and the Shed the Travel Bag. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code FEARLESS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code FEARLESS at manscaped.com. It's Smooth Sack Summer Boys, get on board or get left behind. Without further ado, check out Roll Call 2023 and get ready for Roll Call 2024. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The lines are out the door, all the way around the block. The conference is just getting started. Look over here, see right over here? This is registration. Registration is here. You know who's not here? Turn back this way. You're not here, but that's okay. We have you covered. I'm your host, David Shannon, along with co-host Shamika Michelle. She's on her way. We are gonna give you the experience of the conference, even though you didn't get off your lazy butt to come. But you're gonna have a great time. We're gonna let you talk to the singer.
singers, we're gonna let you talk to the speakers, we're gonna give you content that even people here that are coming didn't get a chance to have. So when the speakers get off the stage, we're gonna grab them, talk a little bit. You know what, when you're a speaker, you have all this extra content that you don't have time for to deliver on the stage. We're gonna get that content and bring it to you. We're also gonna talk to Jason. Why did he put on the event? Again, a whole different experience. So in one sense, not coming, you miss out on all the lovely fellowship we're about to have, but you're gonna have some details that other folks didn't have. So, get ready, buckle up for the first annual Roll Call Conference. I'm going to attempt to tie everything we'd heard today together. Uh, I, I'm going to try to show you the through line from Bobby's speech about manhood. What is a real man? Not fake, but real. Delano talking about fathers and families. and What happens to women and children when men push their God-given responsibility to provide and protect onto an ever-expanding government that is more than willing to take up residence and exercise authority in their home? Anthony talking about getting sifted. But because he goes after real men, Jesus does this. He says he wants to sift y'all, but I like what he says next. He says, but I have prayed for you. TJ talking about <clears throat> men never giving up. Christians in America today are best described as weak and nice. This is not who Jesus was. Jesus was strong. Jesus was fearless. He was bold, had absolute clarity, and was willing to die to be obedient to God. And then I'll transition into my theme about bearing witness uh, requires courage, not perfection. And, and then I'm gonna try to give you uh, three things that I want us to do as a group when we go back home and, and what we do until the next roll call. If we don't come together as men and start having real conversations. That's what Bobby's talking about. That's what God intended. We have a different spirit. We're not as emotional. We're not as sensitive. We can say uncomfortable things to each other and respect each other on the other side. So you gotta get to a real place. And so I love where Bobby started this. Couldn't have been a better start, real. A real man does four things. First, he rejects passivity. Secondly, he embraces service. Thirdly, he accepts responsibility. And fourthly, he leads courageously. That is, according to the Bible, summarizing everything the Bible says, that's what a man is, that's his essence. We see it in the Old Testament that uh, Moses' brother Aaron gets real passive with the pressure of the Israelites, and he says, I just had to make this golden calf as a substitute. 
We see it with the priest Eli, whose sons are acting up and being ungodly, and he won't do anything about it. We see it with a passive king named Ahab, who lets his wife Jezebel lead Israel into all kinds of problems. And then we see it with Judas Iscariot, the quintessential passive, cowardly man who turns over Jesus to be crucified. The truest, most authentic, real man who ever lived on planet Earth is Jesus Christ. When Jesus was asked to define the essence of greatness, when Jesus was asked to define the essence of leadership, here's what he said. Whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant. Whoever wants to be first must be your slave. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom for many. Men are called to lead, but I'm telling you right now, there is no leadership unless it is first grounded in service and love to others. It is the way of Jesus who went before us. So a godly man gives up his life to serve others. Men, let's accept responsibility. We were made by God for it. There's a word to know and obey, a woman to love and protect, a work in the world with which you must excel, and a world that needs redemption so that it will be better for you, for your children, and for those who come after you. You know, I, uh, before I talk today, I talked to Robert Lewis. He developed material years ago, The Quest for Authentic Manhood. And I tweaked his definition just a little bit. But uh, there's been a lot of spade work done on it. And I think that, guys, by Robert Lewis, uh, we've done a lot of writing through Renew.org and uh, have a book that just came out on this. And uh, we just, we just got to keep beating the drum because our world right now is telling everybody what you and I are talking about is not true. And it's the truest, most important thing for families, marriages, and men today. Tell me your name and where you're from. I'm Paul Goblain from Chicago, Illinois. Okay, and how did you like uh, Pastor Bobby? It's fantastic because he lays it all on the line. I know a lot of us in here are feeling the same way. I, for one, have been afraid to speak out, but after today, I'm not. I'm going to go out boldly follow all the steps that we've laid out right there. It's already exceeded my expectations, and the breakfast earlier was wonderful also. So. Oh, the breakfast? What the hell? Tell me about the breakfast. Uh, wow, you had some surprise guests. Uh, I remember uh, Coach Tim Floyd for the Bulls and the uh, Iowa State was there. You know, I didn't even know about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so it was just great mixing and mingling with the guys, and you know, so this definitely exceeded my expectations. That's awesome. Yeah, absolutely, just the, the togetherness of the guys, just meeting just you know y'all, y'all didn't come together right yeah, I, I just, oh, yeah absolutely yes. wow yeah so I, it's just wonderful i just appreciate jason so much what he does uh definitely look forward to delano uh just uh pastor harrington all of everybody it's just yeah it's just it's been a great experience so far i've really enjoyed it so if there's one thing that you would tell people next time who missed the event what would you tell them uh, get your butts to the next event. It's wonderful. Uh, we need this encouragement as men uh, for the country, for our families, and uh, it's for the kingdom of God. And just show up. It's worth it. Move on to Delano. 
And I, I want to start in Isaiah 3 and 1. It's a prophecy about a famine and a drought that's coming. And it's going to wipe out all of the strong men. And when all the strong men get wiped out, we're going to be turned over to idiots. Educated idiots. The Pharisees. Educated idiots. That's what we have ruling this country. That's why we're debating can men get pregnant? This is comical. This is idiots. And it's because we have fallen. We have not done our job. It's why the idiots are in control. What happens to a culture when large numbers of men have exited the workforce and spend their days high on drugs and hooked on porn? What happens to a country when men trade the nuclear family for baby mama culture? So put simply, absent men make women and children less safe and less secure. So like, I, I have a tremendous amount of respect for you know, the women who run groups like Moms for Liberty, who show up at school boards to fight for their kids. But it should not be up to women and children to man the front lines of the culture war. When Riley Gaines, who's a swimmer at the University of Connect, uh, Kentucky, shows up to speak at a school, she should not have to fear being assaulted by a man who thinks he's a girl. So I, I think we have some video there. Check, check this out. I'm coming, I'm good, I'm good. Trust me, I'm good. Go ahead. You know what I see there with all those college students? I see kids who did not get enough of the Board of Education meeting the seat of understanding. If you, under if you understand what I mean. So, so when somebody like Richard Levine, AKA Admiral Rachel Levine, if he, if he wants to believe that he's a woman, that's his choice. But when he and the activists powering the transgender lobby want to make hysterectomies and double mastectomies for confused teens' federal policy, there should be an army of fathers willing to stand up to his delusions. The Overton window, that range of acceptable ideas, has been moved right in front of our children's bedroom. And when the forces of evil try to climb up that ladder, we need to be there to kick that thing out of there. Not in my house, not in my home, not with my wife, not with my children, and not on my watch. Of, I, I gave three points at the end, you know, repent, um, reconcile and replenish. Um, I'm gonna assume that repentance is, is part of that. And, and I think part of it is replenishing. So often as men, we get, we get tied up with jobs. We, um, we always have something else to do. You might have a honey-do list of 15 things to do around the house. 
But even recently, and, I, and I'll just share a personal story, over the last two weeks, my wife and I, we took the kids on a walk. They loved it. I enjoyed it. Um, I carved out time to, to teach my daughter how to ride a bicycle. Um, th- these sound like simple things, but our children need us. Um, and, and when you set aside things to do, because and you know this, there's always something to do, to spend time with the people who um, love you the most and, and who you are responsible for caring for and shepherding, um, those things leave a, a long-lasting impact. So I, I would recommend for, for any man to pay attention to what's going on in your house, um, both with your wife and your children. How are you enjoying it so far? It's been outstanding. Great. It's great. I'm just excited, man. Really, I'm just overwhelmed. I just sent text messages to some brothers here in the hospital. Hey, man, you should have been. How'd you enjoy Delano? He was awesome, right? Oh, yes. Delano was awesome. I mean, especially the end, you know, I wanted to see that live, that part where he just kicks the ladder down. That was really great. This is the this is the environment you want to be in as a man. Yeah, yeah. This is the environment, you know what I mean? I had to be here because I like to follow you guys on Fearless on YouTube. And, you know, I just had, it was good for me to come to be a better man. Be but a Christian. This is an iron sharpen iron event. That's what this is, striking one another, learning, growing with one another, meeting brothers from across the country. This is a beautiful thing. And, and the encouragement is to take it back and talk to our brothers about the need, even in our local, to come together in such an environment such as this. Well, Delano showed you the video of Riley Gaines. Totally agree with Delano. First thing I saw, 22-year-old girl getting chased by the transgender crowd. Someone's done kicked and punched her. And all I could think about was, we got a little 22-year-old girl on the front lines? She's on the front line? Daddy ain't on the front line? Brother, husband, me, you, we're not on the front lines? We gonna let this woman's glory and all the hard work she put in to be a top swimmer, we're gonna let them, the devil, snatch it without saying a word and send her in harm's way? We're in a drought and a famine of men. Really, really loved Anthony's speech. Anthony was talking about getting sifted and that Jesus told Peter that hey man the devil desires to sift you like wheat and he was talking about the disciples sifting involves two things it involves separation and destruction he wants to separate you to get you away from one another and he wants to ultimately destroy you now, now, if he gets us apart, and sometimes we think every now and then as men, sometimes we think we have to isolate. But biblically, don't isolate, insulate. Jesus does this. He says he wants to sift y'all, but I like what he says next. He says, but I have prayed for you. Oh, but it gets even better than that. Because notice what Jesus is praying for. He says, I'm praying for you that your faith doesn't fail. But watch this. He says, and when you have returned to me, not if you're coming back. He says, when you come back. 
When you get through what you're going through, there are some situations that God is not going to allow you to go around. You've got to go through this. You've got to address this head on and you got to go through it. But he says, when you get through it, there's a responsibility for every one of us. He says, go back and strengthen your brothers. One of the things that, that intrigues me about Peter and a lot of men that God uh, allows to use is Satan can see where we're going sometimes before we can. So even Peter, he didn't realize within himself the power of influence he had. He didn't understand his leadership. He didn't understand his prophetic voice. He didn't see it but Satan could see where this is going. And so he tries to cut him off at the path before he can get to where he's going. Some of the guys here, some of the guys around the world, they may look at, man, I've messed up here, here, and here, but why does Satan keep trying to stop you? He's trying to stop you because he knows if you get it together, you're gonna influence thousands. So that's why Jesus was able to tell Peter at the time, like, man, listen, Satan has you on his radar. You might not even understand, but he has you on his radar. And I'll tell you this, Peter was a fisherman and Jesus promised him, I'm gonna make you a fisher of men. Even after the, the, the crucifixion of Christ, Peter said, man, I'm going fishing. And when he looked up, the rest of the disciples are there with him. He's leading and doesn't even know that he's leading. So with these guys that are here with guys around the world, Notice how you move. Sometimes you move, your son, your, your friend, your neighbors, they're following and you don't even recognize that. Like Pastor uh, Anthony said, go back and strengthen the brothers and want to start a men's group at my church. I said Anthony Walker was incredible. They're all great, but Anthony Walker was incredible and we may go to his church tomorrow. You glad that you came? I am, of course. Be a better man, be a better father, be a better husband. You never, we had no idea what to expect. We just met here, by the way. We don't know each other. Oh, really? I thought maybe you called your friend and was like, hey. Nope, no, we just met in line. That's the bottom line. You have to be here for this. This is, this is the movement that's going to save our nation, save our families, save our churches, save children when just Jason was getting emotional it made it uh, it made it that this is what he's after that this is passion this is his path this is a passion to him and it made it that more real to me to see what a passion he has for it. Way above expectations. Uh, I'd love to be able to bring this to Michigan, to West Michigan, Grand Rapids. There's a thirst for this in our country. There's a tremendous thirst. And I, I, I'm amazed. I'm really amazed. And a lot of these words have touched my heart. I brought my son, and I want to see him that there's a community out there. He's at college. He sees a lot of the other side and how they, they are all fighting as one unit. Well, we have a unit, too, that he needs to see that we're out there to to uh, hold the line. This has resonated in my heart, and I'm really grateful for my brother bringing me here, and I'm coming back. Oh, wow. Did you know about the event? Or... Never heard of this. And I'm... Never heard of this? Never heard of it. Your brother dragged you in And he here. dragged me here. <laughs> and so when, when I hear that, when I heard that, sifted, it's it, wheat, it's separating. And, and when I hear that, and this is why today is so important, is the devil wants to separate saints and believers and potential disciples. He wants us to separate us among all these different identities. You're black, he's white, he's Latino. And what Romans is talking about here is we're all one body. My finger 
does not identify, if he gets, if my finger gets interviewed, he's gonna say, I'm Jason. If my foot get interviewed, he's gonna say, I'm Jason. If my arm gets interviewed, he's gonna say, I'm Jason. We as Christians, black, white, brown, yellow, green, blue, if someone comes to ask you, I'm an image bearer of God. That's it. I'm not black. I'm not Republican. I'm not liberal. I'm not Democrat. I'm not gay. I'm not straight. I'm certainly not transgender. I'm an image bearer of God. And if we as men don't put down these silly identities and come together as image bearers of God, as servants to Jesus Christ. He is our Lord and Savior. That has to be our identity. The devil is sifting us, he's separating us. That's what this entire thing is about. That's why I had the song Harmony made. Here with these amazing singers. If you've heard the Harmony song every Wednesday, you know exactly who I'm speaking of. Tell me, first of all, who came up with that amazing song? Me. <laughs> so you wrote the song? Yes, I did. Yeah, I wrote it with Andrew Beeson. He's a great writer here in town. And um, Jason came to me uh, wanting a song basically about just how times are tense right now. But the way to get out of that is coming together in harmony. And I just thought it'd be a great, uh, great song for the show, to the way we put it together. I just can't believe it because I'm 55. And when I started out on this journey, we were all coming together. And I really felt that and believed that. It was not easy, it was not perfect. Not everything happened was right, but we were all trying to come together. And now we've entered into this era in the last 10 years where everybody's running off into all these different identities. We've been sifted like wheat. I was trying to think of something that's else I've gone to that's like this, but this is unique, right? Yeah, very unique, very unique, very unique. Uh, in, in the Christian faith, we can get, get to men's conferences and things like that. Uh, we go on men's retreats and things like that, but this is different. This is, it's another level, if you will, uh, of, of men coming together for, for a cause in and out of the church. Right, I think all of it stems from the church, though. But yeah, would you guys come back next year? Well, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. That's not even. <laughs> Get from here with that. You're done. Interview over, of course. We could register now for next month. I'm next trying month. to tell you, have the registration open for next year, right? Yeah, it, he should. He should hit a link like now, yeah. and then all of us would just, and then we could send it out to a whole bunch of other men, and, and get it to come. Now, you know, as, as I was telling these guys as we were on our way here. You know, this is uh, this is also makes it a target. So it's really good that you guys did an incredible job with security because we're watching everything. We're our heads are on a swivel. Yep. Yep. <laughs> no, that's right. You guys did an incredible job with security because the culture would not want this to happen. Come and on, they're afraid and of you. They're afraid of you. I gave TJ a layup. <coughs> uh, <laughs> it's a layup for me too. I'm, you know, played college football. Uh, not on TJ's level, but just enough to know and, and know that TJ hit on my, one of my favorite points about, hey, we got, we got the greatest playbook ever invented. Our playbook 
trumps anything Bill Belichick's ever put together. And, and why are we straying from it? Guys, Satan is not winning. How do we know? Because scripture tells us who wins. I've seen the back of the book. We think Satan's winning because too many of us are looking at this imaginary scoreboard instead of focusing on God's playbook. That's the Bible. John 16, says this. These things I have spoken unto you that in me you might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. This is how Christians are able to never quit because in Jesus we have peace as we walk through fire. It should not phase you. Neither side. Philippians 4, 7 says you'll have peace beyond understanding. It's not going to make sense, but as a Christian you walk through with your head up. Jesus demonstrated this for us in Matthew 8. He's asleep on a boat. His disciples are freaking out, screaming that they're going to drown. And Jesus said, what? You have little faith. Why are you so afraid? That's what a Christian looks like. The second part of that, I have overcome the world. That's the back of the book, if you didn't know. Now, our job is to be obedient to God and fight this satanic culture. But the game's already been decided. It is time for Christians to put a stake in the ground. So what does that mean? Where does that phrase come from? Turns out it's an old Native American phrase. They used to tie a rope to their ankle. They would tie the other end to a stake and they would drive that stake into the ground, demonstrating we're committed to this battle. That's it, we're not retreating. We're stuck right here and this is where we're gonna fight. It is time for Christians to take up that strategy. I'm 32 years old. All we've done my whole life is seed more ground. Gay marriage, no problem. Gender transition surgery, no problem. Drag queen story hour, no problem. I'm done with that. That's it. That time is over. Burn the bridges, no more retreating, no more seating ground. You may have heard me to say this before. If there was ever a hill to die on, that is this hill. This is it. Guys, we got a full room here, but there's still seven, 800 of us. Look around, this is us. This is our fearless army. So it starts here in Nashville. No more keeping quiet when God calls you to speak. No more pretending you're okay with the depravity around you. That's in direct opposition to scripture. No more wearing rainbow flags to celebrate Pride Night at the ballpark just so you fit in. No more spending money on woke corporations. No more trying to sit on the fence and be friends with the world and still think you can honor God. It cannot be done. Enough is enough. In the book of Judges, God took Gideon and an army of 300 men and defeated 135,000 Midianites. It does not take numbers. It takes courage and obedience. The battle is ours. The results are God's. And greatness is right around the corner if we'll just continue to fight. And men don't quit when they have the best player. And so let's talk about, I'm going to say something positive about LeBron James. In 2016, the Cleveland Cavaliers are down 3-1 to the Golden State Warriors. And you know why the Cavaliers didn't quit and ended up winning that series? Because they had the best player. And everybody on their team knew they had the best player. Why would we give up? We got the best player. Tom Brady, Super Bowl, Atlanta Falcons, down 28 to 3. Why didn't, why didn't the Patriots give up? They got, they got Tom Brady. We got Jesus Christ.
don't matter what the score says. This man came back from the dead. We got no reason to worry about nothing other than our fear. Our fear won't put Jesus into the game. We got our best player sidelined. Trump ain't gonna do it, he ain't Jesus. Obama ain't gonna do it. He don't care about Jesus. We got the best player sitting on the bench, afraid to tell people about him, afraid to arm our, cover ourselves in his armor. We ain't even put our best player in the game, and, and the game ain't even over. What we're trying to do is give people courage and a reason to take something home because what they're feeling is real. And they came here from across the country looking for leadership because they're feeling something and nobody's doing anything about it. So what we're trying to do is start something. Do what are they feeling? What is that that they're feeling? Discouragement. They're feeling depravity all around them. They're feeling um, a lack of leadership and the America that they grew up in doesn't exist today. Everybody has drifted. There's nobody saying, hey, come on back to the Bible. What are we doing, guys? America did this over and over again. We had great awakenings. We said, hey, it's time to wake up. And that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to wake them up. They're taking our sin and silencing us. You're afraid to put Jesus in the game because you're afraid they're going to say, didn't I see you drinking and talking to a barmaid somewhere? And so, so don't mention Jesus because you, 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 you don't want him in the game because then it exposes your flaws, your sins. And, and their take, that's how they silence all of them. And that's why I live so transparently. Any of you that follow me over social media have seen people troll me with pictures from 15 and 20 years ago, 25 years ago, at nightclubs. There's a picture of me. I don't even know these two Asian girls, but I was at Club Excess. I was at Club Excess in Las Vegas. It's at the Wynn Hotel. And I was there with some other friends, and one of the girls I was there with thought it would be funny for me to take a picture with these two girls. And so it always shows up on my social media feed if I put out a Bible verse or I, you know, because I do it all the time. Somebody's going to send me that picture of these girls sitting on my lap. <clears throat> I'm like, I already done told you that. So? I told you who I was. That's not who I am now. I've been remade. I've been reborn again. And so when I see Christians that don't want to put Jesus in the game, they're really telling on themselves. There's something they're uncomfortable that they're doing that they're afraid they're gonna be called out on. But if I'm identified as a Christian and I adopt that mentality, somebody cuts me off in traffic, my first thought, oh, I'm a Christian. I got to eat that. <laughs> and just keep it moving. It locks you in. 
It locked, when I drive by a strip club, and I, I don't think, I haven't been in a strip club in seven, eight years. When I drive by, I don't think anything of it. I'm, it's not for me. For two years now, because I finally was able to deal with like my gluttony and how it's an affront to God. And so now when I drive past McDonald's, I don't even think about it. I joke about it on the show, but I really don't even think about Ronald McDonald. And I used to love Ronald McDonald. <laughs> but I just don't think about it now because I'm locked in. I can't be gluttonous. I can't keep representing God this imperfectly and be able to reach as many people as God wants me to reach. You have to lock yourself in and there's... And, and, it's, it's not a penalty. It's not punishment. You know how much better I feel on 1,500 calories a day as opposed to 5,000? Honest to good, you know how much better I feel? How much more I can do? If, if, if I, y'all remember me 80 pounds ago? I'd be back there asleep and they'd have to shake me. Jason, it's time to give your speech. I'd be like, man, I've been up since 7 a.m. Let me get this nap in. <laughs> Guys, we need courage, not perfection. By embracing your identity, your rightful identity, it's going to make you more perfect. That's the process. Let God into your life, into your identity, and watch the work that he does. He will clean you up. He will make you a better person. Your walk with him will improve you. You will never be perfect. There's only been one perfect person, but you will be better. Your wife will love you more. Your kids will love you more. You'll be better on your job. You'll be more content and happy and not thinking, if I can just make 20,000 more dollars, then I'll be happy. Because once you get that 20, I get 40,000 more, then I'll be happy. Then it'll be 80. Then it'll be 100. Then you'll want as much money as Daryl's got. Tell me your name and where you're from. Hugh Ebanks. Okay. I grew up in Brooklyn, New York, but I currently live in Florida. So you came all the way from Florida. Ten and a half hours. You drove ten and a half hours. So what made you say, I got to get to Nashville? Because that's a good drive. I would have fallen asleep. At the bottom of that roll call sign, it says, bearing witness with Christ, courage not... Perfection. Since I've moved to Florida five years ago, my spiritual life has taken a hit. I felt like this would be a good time for God to give me a jump start, get back on track. What do you guys thought about the conference so far? Uh, it's just amazing. One, it's just uh, cool to see all these men in, in one room. Uh, haven't seen this in a long time to be able to see all a whole bunch of men in the same room and also believing in Christ. That's it's pretty incredible for me. See the expectations. Just wanted some spiritual enlightenment, and I've gotten that and a lot more to it. Yeah, I, I need I need a place, and I, I need to find more men that have the same the same values and the same reasons for being that I do, and uh, I found it here. I've taken 
several pages of notes right now to take back to my young single adult ministry back in Washington, D.C. with me and my wife. We're responsible for helping. We've got about 3,500 young people in six different congregations in the Washington, D.C., Maryland area that are just trying to do what Christ would want them to do and go out and be a light in the world. I think everybody here definitely has the same goal in mind. And I mean, everybody I've talked to today, I've talked to them about God. They've talked to me about God. And that's what's most important. And I'm having a great time so far. This is one event and we have a lot of men here, but there are so many more men you know, across this country that need to be together. It almost feels like this could become you know, I don't know, franchise is not the right word, but almost like satellite roll calls, you know, throughout the cities of America to bring men together and, and to fight for what's right. So you're saying we're going to need a bigger venue? No question. I think it's an amazing conference. Uh, I was It's everything I expected and more. It's just been an awesome experience, awesome meeting people and talking to people and hearing their stories, giving your story and just getting to be men together. I reached my own conclusions about what it is I want us to do. These are very simple things. It's going to require very little of you. They are not big ass. I don't want your money. I'm not even gonna really tell you anything to do that is remotely difficult. This is just the very beginnings of a basic training and the slain and the conquering of your mind. And then when we regather in six months or 10 months, with the next roll call, I'm gonna come with three more recommendations of what we can do to take another step forward. So the first one should be obvious, everything I'm talking about. I want you to go home and from this day forward, and I'm going to change my social media profiles and, and you know, I already do this naturally, but I'm gonna change my social media profile, I'm gonna change everything. I'm going to identify as a Christian, period, end of story. There, I, don't, I don't want us identifying social media, anybody, Republican, Democrat, conservative, liberal, black, white, whatever, Christian. Wear that identity publicly. That's a, Watch what happens. Watch, because it won't just be you that will change. It will be your friends that will change as well. And I'm not talking about them changing up like you lose it, although you may lose some. But it's like when I told people like, nah, I'm really committed to losing this weight loss thing. When I go to people's houses now, they don't say, do you want this second, third, or fourth helping, Jace? They don't do that because they know what I'm about and what I'm doing. Number two, and this has been very important for me, and it's, it's just a small thing, and it's not a big obstacle, it's not a, it's not, this shouldn't be hard at all. What has worked for me is I start my day with gospel music. It tunes my heart and mind. It tunes my heart and mind. And this is about what you pour into yourself. Because if you pour the right things into yourself, the wrong things will have to move out and get out of the way and the toxins will be released. And so when I start my day with gospel music, might be while I'm showering, might be while I'm working out, 
Might be while I'm cooking breakfast or whatever it is I'm doing around the house. If I can get 30 minutes in, 40 minutes in of gospel music, if there's ever a moment during the day where I was like, oh, I want to hear a little rap music, it'll take about 30 seconds of hearing that vile rap music that I'll throw it back up. There's no room for it because God is so in my heart, mind, and soul. I've in, in je- music is so important and we, we just don't talk about it enough. But a song can make you remember a day, a year, a time, a feeling, like nothing else. I'll hear a song and, oh, that was 1973 and so-and-so and she was in my uh, third grade class. and ma- Song, very important. That's why we need to ingest it every day because it'll do the same thing. Make you think about God. Make you think about how good he's been to you. Make you think about how much we owe him. And then the last one, and if, if any of them are difficult, and this is not difficult, and it shouldn't be for those that are believers, but we need to make Jesus a part of our daily conversation. I've, I've asked people in my family all the time, I've challenged them over the last eight to 10 years. I want you to count Make a mental note how many times you say Obama or Trump in a day. And then I want you to compare it to how many times you say Jesus. And then I want you to ask yourself, who are you worshiping? If you can work Obama or Trump or Biden into your daily conversation, but you can't make room for Jesus, You have a real problem, a real problem. And too many of us have that problem. And so we don't even think about the world. We wear the little wristbands, what would Jesus do? But we don't really ask ourselves that because he's not part of our daily conversation. He's part of our Sunday conversation. And then for many of us, he's part of a, maybe a Wednesday conversation but a daily conversation? No, and that's why, and this will sound like a promo for my show, and it is, but that's what I'm trying to do with my show, is make Jesus a part of your daily conversation. I'm talking about the sports world, we're talking about movies and TV shows and the politics, but we're always trying to take it to a biblical point of view. I want you to make your identity real clear to God that you identify with him. And then I want you to put him in your daily conversation. And then I want you to listen to music that makes you worship him. And guess what's going to happen when we meet Roll Call 2? We're all going to come back and say, I'm so in love with Jesus. Oh my God, Jesus is the greatest thing in the world. Well, we're backstage. The whole event has wrapped up, and we're with Jason himself. Jason, how do you think the whole event went? Uh, what did I cry? Six times? Seven, I was counting. Oh, seven, yeah. We didn't know what the Vegas over-under was. Uh, <laughs> That's a backstage, too. <laughs> the over. 
I hate to show that side of myself, but it, I, I I can't help it. Uh, but yeah, I thought it was tremendous. I, I thought uh, the speeches. Uh, Bobby came out and set a great tone about defining what a man is, and then Anthony and Delano and TJ followed in, and and uh, Bryson was great. The singing was awesome, and the audience was just really fired up and really into it. Uh, I'm leaving here tired and inspired. How about that? Tired and inspired, I'm rapping. <laughs> Was it more than what you expected it would be? More in what? Like, did you expect this many people, this passionate, this willing to travel from so far away? I'm gonna keep it a thousand percent real. I was concerned about diversity to be quite honest with you because some of the premier early events Friday night Saturday very good price tag and uh, I was what exceeded my expectations was that they came from California they came from Hawaii they came from Florida they came from New York they came from Colorado they Kansas City they came from Iowa they came from Michigan they came from everywhere and uh, and then the ending with the guy demanding, when's the next one, when's the next one? That type of stuff exceeded my expectations. I thought we would uh, bring a crowd and uh, I, I was, I wanted to make sure we could satisfy the crowd and make them have that hunger for like, what's next, when's the next one? And having that, those type things exceeded my expectations. You left three things with people to walk away with, the men to walk away with. You know, why didn't you make those more complicated and why did you pick those three things? Because we're in a state right now where we need the most basic of basic training and we need mental training. And we need to, and again, I know these guys have a passion for God, but we need to re-fall back in love with God so that not only do we love him, we're willing to make sacrifices for him. That's where we're not at. We want all the benefits. We don't want to give anything back. And I'm just saying, if we take these three simple steps, identify, listen to some uh, gospel music in the morning, and it's going to reshape our mind and send us, it's gonna make us re-fall back in love with God. And once we do that, then there'll be some more uh, harder actions we'll be willing to take. Um, go ahead, Ms. Shemika. Well, I know there'll be other road calls to come, but as we were interviewing earlier today, we had a lot of requests to move these to different states. So how willing are you to take it out of Nashville? Uh, I'm, I'm very willing to take it out of Nashville. I think if we get Tony Dungy, I think Indianapolis is a natural location. I think Dallas with the headquarters of the Blaze uh, being in Dallas, I think that's a natural location. Uh, I think going to Florida makes a lot of sense. And I think even going straight to hell to California uh, makes a lot of sense. We can play road games. We got the best player. Amen. <laughs> Jason, I want to leave with this. What People who didn't come, I want you to talk to them. Give them next time why they need to be here. And then what do you see um, is the goal for the next conference? 
The goal for the next conference is to obviously build off what we've already done. It's like, hey, nice one-off. We don't want to be Vanilla Ice or whoever's got the one-hit wonder. Uh, we want to show that we can sustain this, and 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 then we want the opportunity to retap into these guys after there's been some growth and give some additional instructions and just to let men know that they're not in this alone we have the best player jesus christ we're not going to lose this we just have to be willing to make some sacrifices and just i'm just it's really simple uh the things that we need to do uh to get our minds right uh and and so you know the goal for the next one is just to get bigger and better and and um, you know glorify God even more intensely well you heard it you should be here next time we, we don't have a date yet some of us try to push you on the date because we said that we should have it ready to go and ready to I don't know who those people were Virgil and Dave to commit to working hard I've been pushing for you know I wanted to get right back at it these guys hold on man I'm tired me? Yeah. Uh, no. Right, right. We were totally holding you back. We'll, we'll work on that next, for next time. Shamika, thank you for doing this with me. You, it was a blast. You, we'll see you guys next time at the next roll call. We'll let you know when that is.